now it's stripping time. Ain't nobody got time for that. This is Hard Parking, brought to you by Wright Honda and Wright Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm your host, Jay Finning, recording from my home office in Gilbert, Arizona. Coming up on today's show, I'm a little bothered. I think we're under attack. You guys know I'm not the person who is Mr. Conspiracy. But there's just a lot of stuff going on, and I just I need to, I need answers. They say a thousand trains wreck every year, and this is normal for the derailments. Did some research on that. Also, guest in studio. Mr. Aficionado, he's going to be hanging out, listening to me talk shit. I got a flat tire in the infinity. See how I handle that. All that and more coming up after this word from Four Wheel Online. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about Four Wheel Online. For over a decade, Four Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Your truck products cover everything you need to give your truck a custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so we'll get outfitted today. So visit them online at 4 Online or call them at 813-769-2451. Again, that's 4Wheel Online, the number 4 Wheel Online. So my wife's looking for a new car, so she has this issue with her Audi. Toward the end of last year, she was complaining, actually it was last summer, in the end of last summer, she says, Jay, my air conditioner doesn't work. I'm like, shit. So we, we dealt with this for like a year. I've done all the work myself because we were too cheap to spend money on taking it to Audi because Audi's expensive. And you go find some like aftermarket shop and they're not necessarily expensive, but you feel like you start this cycle all over again. So I said, well, maybe you should get a new car. And so she said, well, let's get it during the winter because I don't need the air conditioner in the winter. The heater works because you get the heater off the, you know, the, the, the car, which really smells a little bit like antifreeze and whatever else. But so fast forward to now, and she still doesn't have a car. And I brought it up and said, hey, are we going to get you a car? Or are we going to spend $1,400, $2,000 to fix your Audi? You need to figure that shit out. Like now, it's okay. I don't have any time. I go, we well, need to find the time. So we went out, we test drove an MDX and RDX which is the smaller Acura SUV. We drove a Audi Q7 and a Q8. And I didn't even know a Q8 was a thing. A Q8 is just like a Q7, but it's a little smaller, which makes me wonder why isn't it called a Q6? She doesn't want a Q5. It's too small. She doesn't want an SUV. She wanted a car until we went to go test drive. And she decided she wanted an SUV. That's when I said, hey, uh, you need to tell me what it is you want. And you need to figure it out now because she wanted something big enough for Jaylene and both the kids and mom and all this shit. And I'm like, you need to be getting something smaller. Let Jaylene get a bigger car if she wants more room because she is the mother of the two kids. So anyway, not quite sure what's going on with that. But I had to meet her at the dealership and I took the NSX. And I take the NSX because my Infinity has a flat. Last week, I noticed the Infinity was losing air. And instead of addressing the situation, I used a gift card from Home Depot and bought one of those portable air pumps, battery-powered air pumps. And so I just air the car up every day before I run errands, which is kind of a little ghetto and weak. So the other day, I noticed a chunk of metal in it, and I'm still airing it up every day. And I don't want to take it to discount tire because I feel like they're going to sell me four new tires, as they probably should, since I noticed a crack in the sidewall. So 
continuing to monitor that situation. Also want to say I'm sorry, guys. So last episode, I talked about a preview that we were going to have Hayden of Precision Auto Works, Precision Garage Works on the show, and I forgot to add it to the show. We did this whole interview, and then I ended up deleting that by the time I realized. So I told you the interview was coming. I thanked him for joining the show, but I never put that part in the actual episode. So for that, I apologize. I got polyaspartic flooring. So it's like polyurea. So it's, so it's almost like epoxy. It is an epoxy because all epoxy is, is part A and part B of fill in the blank. That's really what an epoxy is. So it's like epoxy, but this big clear coat, first they grind your floor down with these big old grinding teeth. Then they put this clear coat on there and then they drop a ton of these little poly, which are plastic little shavings. So typically when you get an epoxy floor, you have your choice of what color do you want it? And then you can, you have your option of sprinkles and they're just randomly thrown around. This is they fill the whole thing up and then they scrape it off to where there's not a blank spot. And then the next day they come in they scrape it again, put another coat of this clear on there. And then they cover it up with these little, these little poly chunks. Polyaspartic is what they call it. They scrape it down. They say it takes a day. It really takes more like three to four to be honest with you, but it's still less curing time than with epoxy. But it's great. You guys should look into it. Polyaspartic flooring. Um, I don't feel like spelling it for you. Polyurea. Don't just look up urea because that's different. That's more biological. You don't want to look that shit up. But polyurea, it's, you know, polyurea flooring. So I suggest you guys look into that. So apologize for whiffing and whiffing on that one. But I think we're under attack. I don't know if we're under attack or not. Because during the Super Bowl, all the people who hate football tweet and they say, oh, it's like you guys are celebrating the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, Ohio has this train wreck and it's on fire and no one's saying anything. It's being underreported. First flag. It's all over Twitter. I know Twitter is a fucking mess of information, but there's actually real news on Twitter too. You just have to understand what you're reading and sift through the bullshit and all the know-it-alls. And just because someone's a blue check mark doesn't mean they actually know anything. Some of them don't know shit. So you have to connect the dots. A few days later, there's a train that derails outside of Houston. It's like, huh, that's interesting. And then a couple of days ago, a train derailed outside of Detroit also. So the thing about the Ohio one, and everybody knows this by now, almost everybody, is the Ohio one EPA disaster. You have these giant clouds, shit's leaking into the river system. You have these people stirring up the water. You have the oil slick. Don't know if it's real or not. Don't know if that's from last spring. That's one thing about Twitter is you're not entirely sure how legit the video is that they're using for propaganda. I don't know. But what I do know is those three train wrecks race and flags. And you add that with these China balloons, these UFOs, all this other shit that's going around. And by the way, UFO just stands for unidentified flying object. Doesn't mean it's an alien. Doesn't mean it's a flying saucer. Society, media, cinema. Books have programmed us to think that UFO automatically means a little green man or a little gray man from outer space. But Phil, first off, Phil sitting in front of me, giving me this thousand thousand yard stare, drinking my <laughs> my Yamazaki, which he, he he really likes it. And I like it. Yeah, I try to treat my guests well. I know you're you're probably not keeping up on any of this stuff, but I mean, you've heard the news at least mm, a little bit. Yeah, I know the train derailed. I heard that, you know, a lot of the chemicals that they've been using and that was came off the train are the same chemicals that they use in chemical warfare. So I've heard that, which, I mean, I don't know how true that is or not, because I try to keep an open mind, but I haven't sure. heard anything to, to the contrary. 
you can't ignore it, right? You right. listen to it and you're like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, because even, you know, even if it's lies or if it's, you know, misfacts, there's facts behind that, you know? It's like in your science fiction movie based on reality. There's always a little bit of real stuff yeah. in that content because they have to make it realistic. Right. We're going to sidebar on this because this is what I do on this show. As I say that, I think, think back to war movies of the 80s, cop shows of the 80s. They're all over the top. Mm-hmm. They're not following the correct procedures. The war movies are just doing crazy shit. Compare them to modern movies where they have to be real. You know, they bring in the experts. They bring in the yep. actual military people to train the staff. They bring in extra soldiers to actually walk the correct. Right. You know, even the CGI in the new movies, they get the stars correct for the time of day. Exactly. Yep. So you can't just half-ass it. So there's there's always some fact in some of the fiction that's out there. And, you know, I don't, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I listen. Someone says something, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, consider the source. So a lot of people hate this. And this isn't a political podcast. You guys know who listen to this. I do not fuck around with politics. I don't fuck around with any of that stuff. But I, I'm a human being. I'm an American citizen and I pay attention. Right, and we, can pay, we can play the devil's advocate for a day. Yeah. I mean, I play, I spend my life playing. That's why my wife fucking can't stand me. <laughs> yeah yeah that's why my family thinks i'm crazy because yeah. you know i'm always like oh yeah well consider this yep you know what what if what if this well that's not well how do you know yeah you know same with me and heather i feel like the coined term i always say is so hypothetically right <laughs> <laughs> then i'll throw something at her and she gets that a lot i could never that could never happen but let's just but hypothetically if it did what, what would you do <laughs> you know what would you do but so i started looking in and we've also had a lot of fires. Mm-hmm. There's been chicken, I don't know what they call them, chicken slaughterhouses, chicken coops. What do they call the big things with chickens, right? Yeah, the big tr- chicken ranches. Yeah, the chicken ranches yeah. catch on fire and you get a bunch of, bunch of fried chicken, burnt chicken, you know, and people are setting right. slaughterhouses on fire. And I kind of have an idea who that is, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. yeah, but. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, even to that, I mean, I, again, I don't know anything and I shouldn't. Nobody listening to this should trust anything that I say because I'm just a regular guy with just personal experiences. But um, my grandpa's a rancher up in Utah and his neighbor, you know, when mm-hmm. they find out that one chicken has the disease, they have to kill the whole flock. They looked over the security footage and they saw somebody run in with this, like and inject one of the chickens and run back out. And the next day, all the chickens had the disease. So, See? I mean... Just, That's not conspiracy, you, right? No, the conspiracy is video why. footage of it, yeah. Right? The, it's not that it's not happening, yeah. it's why is it happening, right? And that's where the conspiracy is, because you have the radical groups. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, and then people hate Tucker Carlson. I listen to him, I don't watch him habitually, but, you know, when he, when he puts like a four-minute clip on on Twitter, I noticed that he was talking about the train derailments and then brought up the fires and brought up the in Florida where they tried to poison twice the water treatment facility. And got really? caught. Like they tried to fucking poison it. It's on record. Do we know who they are? No, we don't know who yeah. they are. And that's the and problem. That's the problem because you don't know if it's a political scheme or a group or a secret individual. There's no way, you know, and that's that right there is where you have to just kind of we read between the lines because no matter what we read or hear on the news, we're probably not gonna know who we're not gonna know who's, tru- is. who's truly behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like with these train derailments, because Tucker was saying that there's this thing that they do to rail trains where they run like, they put a wire on one rail, put a wire on the other one, and they run them across, and whatever that does causes the train to derail. Really? Yeah, and it happens a lot. And in fact, one guy, 
and I'm going to pull it up here in a minute, says it happens over a thousand times. And everyone's like, really? A thousand times? Are you fucking with us? Like, seriously? So I did some fact checking on that. But there's also these fires that are going on. And uh, I pulled them up for us. This has been, this has popped up. And so in Doral, Florida, Doral, Florida, Doral, do you know if it's Doral or Doral? I don't know. Yeah. It's in Florida. Yeah. D-O-R-L, y'all. EPA advises Doral, res- Doral residents to shelter in place as renewable energy plant continues to burn. This thing's been burning for like a, a week. Toxic. So anytime they wow. tell you shelter in place, that means stay in your fucking house and don't leave. Mm-hmm. There's, there's issues. Now, I don't know how good the houses are sealed. Probably not very good. Because rancher in the family, when we moved out here, we both live in Arizona. Mm-hmm. When I moved out here to Gilbert, there was 1,500 head of cattle and sheep or cattle and pigs about a mile down. And twice a day, mm-hmm. twice a day, the house would fucking stink. No matter how no much you close the doors up, and right. button it up. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, God, dang, what's that smell? It's like, seriously. And so, you know, what does shelter in place really mean? There's also, in Kissimmee, there's a, there's a plant nursery that's been aflame. Really? Yeah. Hundreds of plastic containers at plant nursery. This is all within the and last again, week. They, they don't know who lit it on fire. Hmm. So you, you get that. Crews investigate what caused massive fire, Kissimmee fire, in the last 13 hours. It's a couple of days ago. More than 70 firefighters responded. So you have those two big fires. You have all the train derailments. Now you have the balloons floating around. They're getting shot down all of a sudden. So you start doing this mental math. It's like, okay, are we under attack? Are we under attack from within? Or just every radical group? You know, I was joking with my friend, Dennis. Do you, do you watch any of the Marvel shows? Some of them. Yeah. Do you watch Captain, Captain uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Uh, maybe. If it's the oldest one. I, I used to watch a lot of them, you know in the beginning, but there's so many now. Phil has no I idea just, what the fuck I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> so <laughs> I got kind of fell off the bandwagon like six years ago. Yeah. So these are the ones that come on Disney plus. Oh, okay. And they're then basically, no, they take it. the, the actual actors from the movies and they have spinoffs and they have like their own, like eight episode mini shows. And they're okay. Most of them are pretty, pretty fantastic, but that's good. There's a radical group in there called the flag smashers. And they're kind of like the Antifa people who run around, you know, covered up something mm-hmm. like that. So, or these, the flag smashers type group, you know, like mm-hmm. you were saying a second ago, like you don't know. Yeah. Cause you know, I mean, that's one of the things, you know, I feel like when people talk conspiracy theory, theory or the man or like, you know, this one person or one group or, you know, end all be all, it's never like that. There's thousands of groups that all have their own agenda. Some of them are out in the open and some of them are, you know, in the deep dark and they just play on each other. I mean, you think about just in politics. Um, you know, everybody has certain groups, lobbyists that try to pull with different political things, like what's going on right now with electric cars. And they're trying, all the companies are realizing electric cars are a bad bet and they're not all that. So they're trying to pull uh, politically with lobbyists to be more hybrid friendly, you know? So sure. that's one of the things. It doesn't matter whether the group, secret or known, is good or bad, they just all have their own agendas. And, you know, good and bad is very subjective. Just depends on which side of the fence you're standing on. Like we said earlier, with politics, you're not quite sure what the game is. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you never know whose agenda is being pushed. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we'll, we'll, we'll never know. We'll never know who's no. pulling the puppet strings. No. Nope. Right. And, and I'm not going to dedicate too much time. Like this, this episode is the most time I'm ever going to really dedicate to something like that <laughs> because there's just so much shit happening in the oh, last yeah. 10 days. You have to at least pay attention to like, what is this? Is this just coincidence? Are we under attack? Cause you know, I forgot who said it. Some political analyst, maybe I saw it on Fox news or something, which again, I don't, 
it sounds like this is what I talk about. I don't usually talk about any of this shit, but they had said that they projected that by the end of 2024 or in 2024, we would go to war with China. So really? keep that in mind with these fucking balloons, these train yeah. derailments, this shit catching on fire. You know, people want to cause chaos from, you know, within to make it look like it was maybe somebody else. And like we said, there's a, there's some truth in everything we see on TV, even the, like the, the high end police shows, the high end espionage shows, mm-hmm. there's always a little bit of truth in there, you know? Right. And, you know, is this a Tom, are we living out a Tom Clancy movie scenario? You know, it's just like, yep. I don't know. It, it's crazy. It's fun to talk about. You know, it's something I could probably ramble on about for an hour and a half, although that's typically not what I do. But let's go back to the, I don't know, is he a senator? Um, Pete Budding, Buddy Geek. Buddy Geek said that there's over a thousand train derailments. This is not unusual. And of course, you know, I don't know about that. That sounds really far-fetched. And again, it sounds far-fetched, right? Again, I don't know anything. I'm just a regular dude with personal experiences. But back when I used to live in Utah, I had friends and people that I knew, acquaintances, that they would work on the railroads. Never once in any conversation I ever had with them did derailment as a common thing come up. And everyone's questioning that, including myself. Right. I'm like, really, dude? His transportation secretary, Pete Buttingig, said that roughly a thousand trains derail per year, just like the one in East Palestine, Ohio. I mean, and if you think of the infrastructure that it would take to build a thousand trains per year, I mean, to replace those every single year, I don't know. That just seems crazy. But again, what do I know? It's weird that we're still building trains. I know, I know we use trains, trains yeah. since the 1800s, you know, but it's just like, yeah, the fact that we're hauling, and I guess it's the safest way than the interstate. Mm-hmm. We're hauling these toxic materials. And let's, let's be honest, like these toxic materials, we live with them. Mm-hmm. I was watching some chick on, uh, do a segment on the Dan Levitar show, which is a, kind of a sports centric show that I love, hmm. but he also embraces the conversation. He had her on and she said, uh, the people who make, well, she was saying that Teflon, they knew decades ago, the Teflon coating that we use on everything mm-hmm. is toxic to the soil. Like it, it kills really? everything. And oh. What they do is they mix it with the soil or it leaks and they just kind of cover it up and keep moving. And now it's catching up to us. So we're saying the physical Teflon that we all use and see is toxic or the manufacturing and the byproduct of it is toxic. The manufacturing and the byproduct of it is toxic. So, you know, that's That's believable. I don't want, you know, the fact that my eggs don't stick to the pan isn't going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. In the, in the the scotch guard that we spray on our tennis shoes, you know, to to waterproof them isn't going to kill us. Mm -hmm. But all that, all that material is, is toxic to the environment. And again, I'm not a tree hugger, but I guess it's now coming through fruition, all the damage that's happened over the last couple of decades. Oh, yeah. And so. A lot of Teflon hands, you know. Yeah. And then so knowing that, it's just, I don't know, dude, it's fucking nuts. So I looked into this whole thousand thing and I I usually go to like fact check and I type in all these questions and stuff because their job is to tell us the truth. And we hope. We hope. Yeah. And so this is. This is from, and, and you're able to see it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, the source of this is the Bureau of Transportation Statistics. And this goes back to 1975. So derailments. In 1975, there were 7,900 or 7,793 accidents. 6,300 of those were derailments. Really? So you see that line. So looking across here, we're, we're well over 1,000 every year. Wow. You know, and that is one of the things... So you said this is looked up on a fact checker. Yep. One of the funny things about the internet that I think works decently well 
is the documentation of things where they sure. store. You if know, people you, take you, half a second to look at it, because yeah. most people are never going to do what I do. Right. Yep. So, I mean, not that you can trust everything that's online, but if this has been documented and fact-checked, at least it has some, some validity. Yeah. And so the question really is, all right, so we know that this happens a lot. So everyone listening to this is probably like, wow, because this goes up to 2021 on this chart. 2021, we had 1,087. 2020, we had 1,116 and 1,300 and 1,376. But how many of them have involved this level of toxic materials pluming into the atmosphere, pluming into the soil, killing fish, killing livestock? Like, I don't right. know if we've had this, you know, because what constitutes a derailment? Something just going off. Mm-hmm. Because in my history and your history, and you don't even have to pay attention, but if a train crashes and it busts a flame and the sky fills with black smoke and people are dying and livestock is dying, it's on the news. Yeah. And I don't, I don't remember seeing that. No. You know, it could just be coincidence. Maybe it's that this is the first year that we've had that kind of toxic chemicals on a train. I mean, who knows? It's the flag smashers. All right, now that we got conspiracy, Phil. <laughs> He's got my tinfoil hat on. Yep, he, he actually does have a tinfoil hat on. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> cool. It's, I like how you took the magic marker and put the American flag on one side correctly, too. You yep. know how it's, it shows the flag blowing, you know, the, yep. the correct way, right to left, left to right. But, um, yeah, so today you were out golfing. Yep. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, sure. Um, not a happy story. You know, I'm... I picked up golf in 2020 during the pandemic when there was literally nothing open except golfing. Um, which was interesting. Which Every is, driving range was stuffed. Stuffed, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you can stand six feet apart, so naturally it was allowed. Um, and I love it. I got bit by the bug, but I'm horrendous. I'm horrible. So anytime I golf with people, I have to tell them, just, you know, be patient. Did you, um, have you ever considered hiring like a, a hitting coach? swing coach i think is what they're called yeah but you know for me so you know i kind of told you i used to weld and they had this saying that i just loved it's you know a good philosophy is they call it time behind the torch meaning like it doesn't matter how much training you have you have to have the physical training of yourself just going out there and doing it time behind the torch and that's the time behind the torch is what makes you a good welder um it's the same thing with golf with a lot of other sports you know and even motorsports it's just you just gotta spend some time out there and figure out what you're doing because I did see a swing coach, and you just can't have the muscle memory to remember the lesson. You leave there more messed up than before you went in. So I feel like you should just go play, and just go you know swing it a bunch of times before you actually go out and get a lesson. So basically, you failed miserably and fired your swing coach and said, "I'll just figure it out." <laughs> that's what that's what I'm hearing. Well, it was a Groupon <laughs> swing coach, oh, okay, so it was a one time yeah. deal. But uh, no, I, I I probably should go get a swing coach. You know, that's kind of the joke in golf is that golfers spend thousands of dollars on new equipment to make them better, and they don't spend any money on coaches because that's the actual thing that would make them better. So as you say that, I'm I'm thinking of how would this apply to me, and I'm thinking about, and this still doesn't apply to me, but. I'm thinking about basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you're playing basketball, they teach you, this is how you dribble. This is how you're supposed to hold the ball. This is how you're supposed mm-hmm. to shoot the ball. Your elbow's supposed to be out to the side. You're supposed to da-da-da-da. But you look at, you know, Seth Curry and Reggie Miller and Michael Jordan and all these mm-hmm. excellent shooters, and they all shoot differently, and some of them just shoot straight up re-re, right. to use a term, and that's how they learn to shoot, and they just perfected their craft. So maybe yeah. you don't need the torch. Yeah, they just, time behind the torch. They just did yeah. it and mastered their craft. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I know you as a Porsche guy. 
Mm-hmm. Porsche Phil. I think the first time I met you, you had this big, thick mustache. I had a goofy goatee. Yeah, was it a goatee or just yeah. it was a goatee, not just yeah. a mustache? I thought you had a mustache. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It was. I think we met in 2020 or right before something like that. You know, whatever it was, I was. We went remotely, to um, so. Alpios. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. With I think Byron it was after Highline or something. Yep, yeah. Yep. With Byron, friend of the show. Yeah. Um, tell us about your Porsche. Uh, just, yeah, I got a 997 Turbo. I love it. I've not always been a Porsche person. I was a big JDM head, you know, being in high school when, you know, Fast and Furious was coming out and that was, you know, everything that was cool. I was big into Subarus, Evos, all that good stuff. But, um, eventually made my way over to Porsche and I'm glad I did. They're awesome. So, um, how long have you had your 997? Um, I think I got it in 2020 actually. Oh, so new. Oh, you know what? No, I, was, I think it was right before that. No, it was 2019. So I've had it for almost three years. Yeah. Do you, so I, I know you go to, I think even today, we're recording this on Saturday, the 18th. Today, did you go to Fort Four? Is that where you were this morning? You uh, were somewhere. First, I went, so, you know, one of the wonderful things about Arizona is we have like five car shows on the same day, every day. Especially it's, this time of year. Yeah, especially this time of year. It's yeah. awesome. So. You know, coming from Utah, we're a huge car fanatic, but there's no real car culture. It's just you and some buddies, and you're just wrenching all the time. So coming down here, we're really spoiled. So this morning, I went to the vault. There was oh, that's F40 right. They had the vault. There. They had the yeah. vault cars and coffee. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. And then after that, shot over to McLaren. They had a big get together at McLaren, and then after that, went down to Fort Till Four and saw the JDM Euro Show, and it was awesome. I mean, where else can you do three car shows in a day? Someone, someone could probably argue maybe somewhere in L.A., but I'm, the ones in L.A., I think they're far as hell apart from each other. Farther apart and worse traffic. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Because all yours were kind of in the same yeah, all in general area. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to all those. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're kind of working your way down, actually. Yep. Because. North to south, yeah. The vault is further north, and then mm-hmm. you're like a mile, if that, away from McLaren. Yeah, just right around the corner. Yep. Yeah. And then you travel further south and you're at 404 mm-hmm. in old town and then you're back on the highway yep. headed to wherever you're, you're going for your day i did the uh, street side classics they held a car show today a consignment shop nice see they if have, i would have made it down there that would have been four that would have been and four. i'm sure there was yeah. five others other places oh, there were yeah <laughs> yeah but they kind of um they they sponsor our one less event the united food bank event that we did last year and so i wanted to reciprocate and show the love plus i'm hoping they sponsor this event we have coming up in in April, nice. but um, what's we'll so in April? It's it's called the Arizona Natural Restorations Benefit. It's going to be oh. a Goodyear ballpark. So we've cool. actually have it inside the ballpark. So it's going to be on the terrace. Nice. So we're going to have vendors, premium car parking for people who register for that. All goes to charity. State Forty Eight is making the shirts for us. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and then the regular cars in the back, which you know I use the term loosely. I mean, you're going to be inside the fucking stadium. You know. Yeah. We have use of the scoreboard. We can put the sponsors up on the scoreboard and all that kind of stuff. We can have announcements, bounce house for the kids, food vendors. Yeah. You know, if it's anything like, like what you put together for Barrett, that was awesome. I wasn't part of that. I mean, I was really? just, yeah, I was just the guest MC, but oh. I had nothing to do with the actual, well, you know, they did a good job show. then, you know, they did. And yeah. even, even the stage, I was impressed when they pulled all the cars onto the stage and the stage didn't collapse. I was like, okay, somebody thought this through. I never thought about that, but yeah. you're right. Yeah. You're 100% right on that. <laughs> yeah, those cars, I mean, the stage was, I mean, what do you think, three, four feet in the air? 
And those cars yeah, drove it was right several up steps. It. Yeah. And the other thing I was impressed about, because a lot of people who put on shows or do things aren't necessarily big car people themselves or the people that they hire to help them do the show aren't. Right. And the one the other thing is the ramp to get on the stage was fairly long enough because a lot of those cars are really low. So right. somebody thought through to be like, okay, this ramp shouldn't be straight up and down, you know, because nobody would have made it up then. There was two cars that didn't go up on, and I'm guessing they were just too low. Oh, There okay. was kind of a, so there was an R35, it was a time attack and drift combo car. Super dope car. It goes to all these events. Wasn't that time attack car, that was the GTR, right? It was a GTR, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was cool. Yeah. And then there was another one that didn't get up on stage, but you're right. Um, for the most part, but I never even thought about that. <laughs> but if anyone's going to build a stage for a car, it would be Barrett Jackson. Right. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they do the whole stage thing. But uh, do you ever go to any like Porsche stuff like Luft? I don't even know how to say it. Luftgold? Yeah. I'm actually wearing one of their shirts. Oh, Luft. Yeah. yeah Luftgold. Luft. Yeah. Luftgold. Luft you know, I'm, I'm horrible with this, you know, but it's like, yeah, Luftgold or something like that. I don't know. Luftgold. Yeah, well, I'm I mean, I, I butcher it. Porsche. But... So, was it, where was it last year? Did you go? Uh, yeah, I did. So um, me and Heather and some of my my friends drove out and we went to it. Um, it was over in L.A., like in the L.A. area in the Bay. Um, and it was it was awesome. It was really cool. And they actually have another one coming out um, end of April, which that's only like six months apart. It's another Luft. Yeah, another Luft. Is yeah. it always in the? Uh, is it always in California? No, no, it's, it's been in multiple locations, but admittedly, you know, I've only had my Porsche for the last three years and right. this is, I think the first one they've had since 2020. So there's definitely some stuff that I'm just getting into and Luft is one of them. I've had some buddies that have gone to all of them and they've been all over the United States and all different locations. Mm. Um, my friend Brian was telling me that they had a really cool one at, um, Universal, Stu Universal Studios or maybe it was some, something like that where it was a set. And that one turned That's out really cool. good. Yeah. I know in 2018, they were actually in Monterey. Oh, nice. So they were still kind of in the, in the California thing. So you, you're, you said you're from Utah. Yep. Talk to me about the Utah scene. You said there really isn't one. It's mostly buddies in their cars, which yeah. leaves a lot to be, I mean, because sometimes yeah. that's what you want. It, it is. I mean, it's, honestly, as being, you know, a young kid up there, it was awesome. You know, we, we had, uh, you know, one of, some of the cars I've had at that time were, I had a first gen uh, Mitsubishi GSX, you know, the, the old, um, DSM cars. Mm -hmm. That was fun. I had a, a second gen Talon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that well, was so what year stuff. is that Talon? Like, I think it's 95. 95. Yeah, yeah. I think my, you know, and again, this is years, long time ago. I had well, hold these, on. Remember people used to, they'd modify them. They're like, this thing just ran 13.3. Yeah. Oh, you're they, like, they holy would. shit. Yeah, that thing, crazy. That thing, that thing raced with a yep. Camaro, you know, but yeah. just, just think about how blown away we were because the car ran 13s. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about all of the, um, um, Eclipse, like people, you know, a lot of people who don't know this, Eclipse obviously was a JDM car, but they only existed in the United States. This was the oh, only, really? only time that we got the cool car. It was a Mitsubishi car manufactured here in the States. It's weird because there's, there's cars like that. Like, the, like, you can't buy a Beetle in Germany. Really? Yeah. The really? Volkswagen Beetle is not. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Like the, wow. the late model Beetle that we've uh -huh. had for like the last 15 years or whatever. Yeah. yeah that's like a U.S. only car. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's news to me. The shit like that. Yeah, and then yeah. Europe gets Fords that we don't get. Mm -hmm. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them that's are true. cool. Yeah. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah i agree i want that like yeah we can't like, get that it's like twice the horsepower is ours yeah twice the, fu the fuel economy yeah they, a lot of times they get the better cars it's all due to epa you know so yeah talk to me about that because it, it's like 
it's a Fast and Furious thing. Yeah. Where you have the eight cars in front of someone's house. It was like that in Michigan. It was. Yeah, we had, oh man, we had so many photos. Like I've had, I've had a couple of WRXs and an STI and, um, you know, those DSM cars. And I even had an SRT4, first gen. I I loved it. But, um, so there would be, you know, us. We had an ES. Oh, oh yeah? (laughs) Yeah. It was my wife. had a green Dodge Neon ES. Nice. I put, uh the drop-in HID bulbs in there, although I knew I shouldn't do it because uh-huh. the reflectors weren't made for that. And yeah. it, it was, it was shit, that, but, but that's I did what, That's what we all did. I yeah. um, used to ride sports bikes and all of us, all of us sport bike riders, we would swap them out with those, um, those, you know, eBay, you know, LED bulbs that the reflectors don't work correctly. So you're blinding every Everyone, person on the road, yeah. everybody, but to you, it's awesome. <laughs> you can see everything just fine. <laughs> no one else can see shit. Yeah. So yeah Utah, Utah, sorry. Utah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Utah was awesome. Yeah. Whereabouts? So, um, Ogden. Yeah. Ogden. So like, yeah, I had some friends, uh, you know, Jeff and Eric and like a bunch of other guys that I just, that I grew up with, went to high school and just huge into cars, man. Loved it. And we all had multiples of things. You know how it is when you're in your, your teens and twenties, you just kind of go through cars. Um, no. and we would blow cars up. I remember this one time my but friend had, had a Trans Am and we decided to put nitrous on it and none of us knew how to do that. So we just kind of drilled into the throttle this? body. Um, this was in 2005. So how old are you? Um, 34. Okay. All right. So I'm a little older than you, but you're you're hitting like all the key words yeah, here. So yeah. that's why I'm like, wait, how old is this motherfucker? You're like 42, dude. No, I mean, shoot, I feel like it sometimes bad back, but <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Like it's it's known for something. Yeah. What's what's what's? It's funny how um, I go to the map Ogden and the first thing I see is a Costco warehouse. Ogden was is the armpit of Utah, and back in the uh, you know boom of Utah and the the railroads. You had me at brothels. It, oh, it's it north is, of Salt Lake. That's it's north of Salt Lake, so it is where the trains would stop to get supplies. And there was down Twenty Fifth Street a bunch of brothels, which those brothels now are really popular bars and restaurants and all kind of stuff like that. But um, really cool place to grow up and live, and yeah, I loved it, and have some really good friends back there. And the car scene, it was really cool. Cars and bikes, you know, but it was all very, like, Fast and Furious where just everybody's kind of renegade and just, you know, making stuff up as they go. Because back then, you know, we didn't have all this internet stuff where a thousand other people have done things that you did. Um, you know, for instance, like, you know, we're putting on intercoolers and blow-off valves. And, you mm-hmm. know, do you remember the original, um, like, the boost controllers that were manual HKS boost controllers where you would just twist it to turn up the, the boost? Yep. So like, a little you know, dial. Like, yeah, a little dial. So like, I've got these, you know, in a 2002 WRX and I'm just like cranking it up being like, oh man, extra boost. This is great. No tune, no, no nothing, you know? Nope. So, uh, I'm surprised I didn't blow up more cars and I definitely had some buddies that did. I but, blew up um, a car. You did? Yeah. Same thing from a turbo? Uh, yeah. Uh, I had a Greddy turbo on a GSR. Oh. It had a vacuum man. leak problem. By the time yeah. we figured out the vacuum leak was, I mean, it was. And I was, I had this thing, I drove it down from, from Michigan to Texas where I grew up, uh-huh. installed it one summer, yeah. fast as all get out, right? Yeah. At least it felt like to me. That summer, driving back to Michigan, racing everybody on the highway, yeah. dude, racing and, and everybody. And you were fast because you're running really lean because you're not tuned. <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea. Yeah. So by the time I get to, the car starts smoking, right? So by the time I get to my friend's house in Indiana. Probably burnt your rings. Yeah, he opened up. I had no oil in the car. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. you probably burnt your rings and the oil pulled up through the cylinders and burned out. And that was the beginning of the end right there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I know those days. I had the the Apexy. 
The Apex EI had the Apex yep. Dunk four inch exhaust. Yeah. And had the Indiglo gauges. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the <laughs> oh man, I loved it. Yep. You know, I, I was joking with uh, my friend Brandy the other day because we were like, you know, I kind of hope somebody brings Underglow back because we all had the Underglow back then. <laughs> it was great. There are, there's people who do Underglow now. So really? when I was, when I was in, because I'm a little older, you know, when I was coming up, we just called them neons, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they were cool for a minute and they weren't cool at all. You know, and the, now, they're, the sad, now they're back. Really? I didn't know that they were back. But the sad yeah. thing is they were cool up until the technology. This was, I don't know, what, what do you think? 2006 that it, it kind of became uncool. Right. But they were cool. It was about the same time they become uncool is when they had the one where you could tune it to match the beat of the music and it would change the colors. And oh, yeah. That came out and you know i had a friend that she put it on her car and it was awesome and then it was like all of a sudden it wasn't cool anymore you know it was sad that stuff i liked it i know half a dozen people with underglow on their cars right now really the led strips you're kidding and it's just like you can change the color yeah. and shit and it does that too yeah. and it's like i would never do it yeah i, I didn't you know i thought it was cool at first yeah. but yeah one of the silliest mod if you even call it a mod that i ever did was um at the time i had a at a 2000 two i think it was 2002 prelude sh the shush um and i like did the that's a popular car yeah and i you know byron he has one I mean, he does yeah. yeah i wanted one of those cars i yeah. couldn't afford it so that's how that's honestly how yeah. i ended up in an integra yeah i couldn't afford the oh, prelude you know but the, the integra we all know is the cooler car it oh 100 you know, looking yeah. back looking back but you know hey the prelude was awesome yeah and uh so i went down to AutoZone and i got the you know they came out with those little like blue neon strips and I put them up inside the car underneath the dash. Loved mm -hmm. it. That was like my favorite mod I think I've ever done. <laughs> mm -hmm. But that's hilarious, dude. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I don't. I don't think uh, we'll have those good old days again. What do you miss about car life in Utah? And then what brought you here? Yeah. Um, well, I think what I miss is just the fact that I mean, you know, simpler times when you're, you know, you're in your teens and twenties and. Basically, you just always go over to your buddy's house. You know, my mm -hmm. friends, Jeff and Eric, we would always go to their house and they both had Evos and we would just work on them all the time Evos. and just do stuff. And half the time I'm just sitting there watching, but it's cool to be part of it, you know? Um, and, uh, and they would come over. I, I had um, that Talon, second gen Talon, and I did um, a bunch of slow boy racing stuff to it. And like, you know, I, I can't remember everything, but they came over, we put this, you know, they helped me put the manifold on, we put the turbo on, we did all this stuff. Um, and it's just, you know, all the fuck ups that you have and, you know, the mistakes that you make is kind of half the fun because you can laugh about it now. Sure. We take that out after putting everything together and I'm just all of a sudden smokes, you know, after doing some pulls down the street, which again, it's not tuned, but I've got all the new stuff on there and, uh, I'm just billowing smoke and it's cause the inlet for the oil line, I didn't have it tight enough on the turbo. So it's just spewing out from above the turbo and just getting on to the compressor side. Right. And just cooking. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, hauling ass in my turbo, racing my buddies like Tune Type R, Civic, I mean, Integra Type R, and all of a sudden it was like, pop! And the whole cabin just billowed full of black oh. smoke. We pulled over at the gas station, popped the hood, and the dipstick popped out. What? Yeah. Oh, just too much pressure. That was the beginning of the end, man. You know, yeah, that's a, a lot of times it's because you're running too much boost and it pushes the pressure through this, the rings in down into where the oil is and it just pops those uh, dipsticks out. Yeah. yeah. At the time, it's like, my dipstick popped up. Everyone was like, what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, is there something stuck in your lines? But that right. that makes sense right there. I, yeah. I never knew. I mean, I, I knew well, something was fucked up, obviously. And again, back then, I mean, we're all just figuring stuff out. We have yeah. no idea. Now, like, you can instantly find it on the internet, you know? 
because people have made the same fucking mistakes. Chris or, fakes. Yeah. Or uh, oh yeah, yeah. What's yeah. that guy? Yeah, with the glasses with over a billion downloads. Everybody watches his shit too. He kind of screams. Um, God, what's his name? I don't know. I'm I'm horrible. I don't watch a lot of new stuff. No, he's on YouTube. Like everyone watch everyone. I guarantee you've probably watched ten of this motherfucker's videos. This old man. Oh, God, oh yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Um, you know what I'm talking about, though. Crazy guy with the glasses. Yeah, uh, yep, yep, yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm gonna teach you guys why you shouldn't put this yep. in your car. Yep. You know, it's like my God. Yeah, he's he's a hoot. But yeah, those were the um, those were the days, man. And so what? So what brought you to Arizona? Oh yeah, um, you know. So I f- finished college and worked for a few years up in Ogden. And, what did you go to college uh, for? Uh, accounting. Okay. Yeah, boring stuff. But I had I'd worked at the IRS because you know up up in Ogden and just Utah in general. You know, everybody says Utah has a great economy. Utah does not have a great economy. Utah has a stable economy, and it's stable kind of towards the bottom. You know, so because everybody has kind of government jobs or they work for big factories, um, and so you know, when you're young and you're trying to find a job, it's kind of difficult if you don't have some ins places or know some people. And um, I was trying to decide between moving to Seattle because I'd spent time up there as a kid and uh, loved it, and moving down here to Phoenix because my my family had moved down here, you know, a few years earlier. So ultimately, I just kind of, you know, left my job, um, packed up and moved down here. Um, And uh, that was about a decade ago, a little over a decade ago. And I'm happy I did it. Phoenix is a really cool place. You know, I'm really fortunate that I got to live here through, especially 10 years ago when it was not as big as it is now. Um, And the growth that it's had and just the melting pot of people. You know, um, again, loved Utah, loved, you know, growing up there, have some really good friends there, but, um, yeah, you know, it was fun to move down here and kind of, you know, learn new aspects of life outside of Utah. So what do you do here? Um, work in finance. I have you. So I asked Byron to give me your information and this is realty. Yeah. Yeah. Real estate finance. Okay. Yeah. Tell us more. Oh, we'll leave it at that. It's boring. Well, inquiring minds want to know what, so what, what, I mean, what do you do? You work in finance. That's, that's like an, that could be anything. It's like, I tell people I do healthcare IT. Yeah. But it's a little more complicated than that. <laughs> so what do you do with finance? Oh, nothing. I just, I just work in finance with real estate. I'm feeling like this guy is like, what do you got? Top secret security clearance? No, Are you worried about getting like fired that, or something? That like, used what? to be the joke when I worked at the IRS was, uh. Whoa, here we go. Oh. <laughs> do you, you want to look over my taxes? No, I, you know, that's a big joke. You know, like I said, a lot of people in Utah, they work for big comp- corporations or they work for government stuff. And a lot of people work for the IRS. So I worked there for seven years in Utah. Um, that's why I got a degree in accounting. I okay. wanted to be a mechanical engineer, but, yeah. uh. Couldn't afford college. The IRS said they pay for an accounting degree, so I did that. So you're but, obviously not Mormon because you're here drinking liquor. I grew up LDS. Yeah. What happened? Uh, nothing. Nothing. I guess I just you know I heard the phrase that church or like religion is not for walls. I think is how the phrase went. You know, and I just kind of took it to heart. And I, I like to research religions, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a pretty spiritual person, but I don't necessarily say that I'm you know, unique to any one religion. Sure. Um, I'm also very open to the idea that, you know, maybe we're all here because there could have been a God that places here, or maybe it is 100% a meteor 
struck Earth and we're all spawns of, uh, you know, meteorite offspring? You know, I mean, I'm kind of there too. You know, I grew up Lutheran, mm-hmm. you know, and I've been baptized like three times, believe it or not, oh. which is super weird. Um, but I do believe there's something. Yeah. And I do believe whatever that is, is in, in all of us. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that maybe we came from a speck of fucking, maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe my ancestors are crapped out of a earthworm's ass. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, right. but I'm here now. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, that that's the problem with how old everything is. We can't go back far enough to find out. And the more we learn now. in advance, yeah. you know, the more we have to question things. Yeah. You know, I've talked to my, my boy, you know, Wes, I bring his name up once every few times, but it's like, you know, getting biblical here. What happened? Moses split the Red Sea, but what does that really mean? Right. You right. know, and, and that is the problem because, you know, it doesn't matter if it's today or in the past. History is written by men and men are flawed, you know, yeah. you know, men. And if you meaning, see something for the first time, you don't know how to explain it. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, we know everything's been interpreted and you know changed in languages and you know reiterated. So, you know, I just reserve myself to, to be open minded, you know, and not poo poo on anybody else's belief. You know, I heard this really sure, funny I'm, I'm saying with you on that. Yeah, yeah, but it basically like don't yuck somebody's yum. If somebody likes it and it works for them, great. <laughs> it works you know? for them. Yeah. You know what? So this is and this is going to bring us full circle to this before we wrap this up. Mm-hmm. UFOs. Okay. Okay. So the government's going to release all this information. What if the information that they, and maybe they did this in 2020. I remember because there was, there's this whole thing where people were going to storm area 51. Yeah. I they, remember they were supposed to Naruto run. They're going to Naruto run. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> which is funny. Which I love anime. So I, I laughed really hard because yeah. I watched that series. But so they, let's, let's say tomorrow they release these documents and it's like, mm-hmm. here's president. Nixon taking a a, a prehistoric selfie mm-hmm. with this guy from fucking Planet Xenon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? And I was talking to my friend Dennis about this. What would that do to religion? Probably nothing. Because you know, that, and that's what like I mean when people debate religion, there there's almost nothing that you can say that proves or disproves it. It's just right. it's just faith. You know that's that's what it is and. That's what, you know, so many religions are starchly different, but at the same time, they're all very similar. There's know? a lot of extremism. Uh, sure, certainly, you yeah, know, but, but a lot of that, anything. yeah, a lot of that is written into the details, but overall things are very similar, you know? Um, and I don't think it would change it at all because like, you know, let's talk, let's talk evolution and big bang. It's the um, same, it's the same conversation. Same thing, you know, like it's, yeah. it's proven we had a big bang. They can look out in space and see, see the radioactive decay, which scientifically proves a big bang. Okay. Well, what caused the bang? Was it, you know, God's creation of everything or was it a, you know, interplanetary, you know, multiverse shift that, you know, created it. It's, you know, who knows? And that's one of those things where we can kind of like guess and document, but I mean, who knows, you know, my, my granddaughter, his name is Nova. Cool. Supernova. <laughs> that's exactly what I call her. Yeah. yeah. So her name's Nova Ray. That's cool. But I call her Supernova all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, what's up with Supernova? You know, she's like two months old right now, you know, but, 
I'm all I'm into all that shit, man. Like most people have no idea. Um, do you think we're alone? No, absolutely not. But per your previous statement, you know, do I think there could be a photo of Nixon with an alien? No, not at all. I don't think maybe the government knows about aliens and hasn't shared that necessarily per se, but I don't think that we've had kind of the interaction or intermingling of aliens. Sure, they're and, probably and dead humans. when they got here, if they're here at all. Yeah, because I mean, it comes down like simply, you know, we're not out there looking for other planets and we probably never will unless we need something. Not in our lifetimes. Not in our lifetimes. But you're right, but unless we need something. Unless we need something. Point. And if we're out there searching for something and we find it, chances are we're going to take it. Yeah. So if aliens... It's the same kind of thing, you know, I mean, interesting, you know, it's interesting. They, they probably have the same viewpoint that we do. Survival. survival, survival first. Yeah. Survival first. So if they're out there searching, it's probably something for survival. And if they found it here on earth, they're going to take it. So I just don't think God that, damn, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you kind of think about it too, um, you know, we, eat things we consume things and that's the one thing that all life has in common is the consumption of stuff and it doesn't matter what kind of a planet you live on there could be you know planets that you live on that are there's no oxygen at all but at the same time those creatures still consume things to live so if there's aliens that are advanced enough to number one leave their planet to go find something that they need to consume they're going to be advanced enough to take it from plant people and planets in that theory. you know in theory that can't yeah. So, and if they're here to take something, I mean, we would probably know about it already. Or they can already be walking among us. <laughs> True. I mean, <laughs> you never know. It could be like um, Men in Black, you know, yep. they're just all wearing human skins. <laughs> so I'm more science fiction based. And so I'm, a, I'm just like, man, how cool would that be? And I used to say, if I could just leave this planet just to find out that Star Wars is real. Yeah. And never come back home. I would totally do it. Right. Right. But, yeah. you know, it's just, it's his fantasy. So, Mr. Aficionado, people want to follow you on Instagram. Why would they not after this compelling conversation? It's Mr. Aficionado. Where does that name come from, by the way? Um, I couldn't think of anything good. I signed oh, up for Instagram because I liked cars and wanted to post about cars and see people's car stuff, you know? And so I just kind of made it up. But looking back on it, I probably would have picked a different name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool like, name. Like a lot of people, but... Uh, but it makes people curious, yeah. right? Like, oh, what does that mean? Are you, you smoke cigars? I think you were uh, wearing a fedora or something when I met you, too. Yeah. You're like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm like, well, this guy's this guy's cool. He's got a Porsche. No. I got a fedora. It's a front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe he's an alien. It could be. You know, just unzip the skin. Next time we talk about... Something outrageous. I had something a second ago and I couldn't remember, but it was, it was something funny as hell too, but mm. whatever. Uh, Phil, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks it's for it's been me. a long time. You're welcome back whenever you want. I don't know if you ever will, but I do have plenty of alcohol that I haven't given yeah, you. Yeah, keep serving this. I'll come back. Yeah, yeah fair <laughs> enough. You know, you know, shout out to the, to the um, Yamazaki. Yeah, Yamazaki. And we'll do this again. Sounds good. I want to thank Phil for coming through. We had a lot of fun. That was good. That was recorded on Saturday night. It is now Sunday, the day before this podcast comes out. 
introduced him to some Japanese whiskeys. He hasn't really, he, it was, it's funny when people come over and I'm, I'm offering them the drink and it's kind of overwhelming. Like I don't have, and it's just like I told him, I don't have, I have a lot more than your average person, but I don't have nearly as much as like your typical enthusiast. But the fact that I have a lot more than your average person can be a little uh, intimidating, especially when I have that wide range of different things. So thought he was going to take some of the Roku gin. He liked it. It's the first time he had it. He's a gin guy, gin and tonic. But I put him on some Japanese whiskey and he loved the Yama. So that's what we had. But it's always fun to have those conversations with people, not necessarily about the whiskey, but about anything. And we're car guys. We met each other through cars, through a car event. But when you get car guys together, they usually don't talk about cars. They talk about a little bit. And we talked about his car a little bit. But as you can see, just asking him about his car, he didn't really have much to say about his car. Some people want to tell you everything about their car. And those are the type of conversations where I'm kind of like, let's spin it up a little bit because you're starting to lose me. I know you're going to lose the listeners. So that surface level conversation is perfect. And then are we under attack? Are we not under attack? Switching gears here. Uh, I did a thing today. I went to Firestone and they patched my tire. So the infinity is now fixed. They didn't try to upsell me on anything. $25. Good to go. No longer have to run errands in the NSX or my wife's Audi. Congratulations to Mac McClung for winning the slam dunk contest. He did three perfect fifties in a row. I didn't watch it. I watched the highlights on Twitter late last night. He's only 6'2". Oh, and by the way, he's a white guy. So then a bunch of the, oh, white, white men can jump, kind of worn out. I've known white dudes my whole life that could jump out of the gym. We used to watch in high school a guy named Randy Duck who played for Garland High School. I went to North Garland. He was a couple years older. Randy Duck was really good. He went to Cal, played behind Jason Kidd. You can look him up, Randy Duck, University of Cal. He was really good. And I think, you see, he was six foot tall, and I think he actually won a slam dunk contest in college. Bit of sad news. Sad news to me. Sad. This should be sad to pretty much anyone, but especially if you grew up in the 80s and 90s. But we all know Bruce Willis has been kind of, you know, he's had some health issues. But it's come out that he has been diagnosed with frontotemporal dementia. So like all dementia, it's a terrible thing. Debilitates the brain, takes away motor functions. Um, Aaron, who was on here a couple episodes ago, his mother died from this. And this type attacks people in their 30s and 40s, usually 50s. They don't have to be 75, 80-year-old person with dementia. Bruce Willis is one of those. He's a generational actor in a sense that we all know him from Die Hard. You know, we all know him from Armageddon. I loved him in the Expendables movies. Like, he's been in so many movies. That's the, but, that's the joke. He'll take any role. And I think he's a good actor. Some of the movies he takes are kind of crappy. You know, The Sixth Sense. You know, that's Bruce freaking Willis. What's the, what's the army one he did? Tears of the Sun? Tears from the Sun? I think Tears of the Sun. That's a really good movie. Have you never seen that? That's a good army movie. So it's sad. I mean, so now at this point, it's just the, the slow debilitation of Bruce Willis. And um, we don't get forever. And it's a sad thing. Quick correction from earlier. I told Phil that uh, you couldn't buy Volkswagen Beetle in Germany. I think you could, but they weren't made in Germany. They were made in Mexico, and maybe that's where I had the confusion. I was never in the market for them, but uh, the last time they made a Volkswagen Beetle in Germany was back when the first-gen Beetles, so like the 60s and I think through the 70s. So I'm pretty sure you could buy them in Germany, but they didn't make them in Germany. 
But with all that being said, I want to thank Right Honda and Right Toyota, FourWheelOnline.com, SellShopWirelessServices.com, Patreon business supporters, Cui Automotive out of Warner Garden, Florida, Pal Construction out of California, Michigan, Big House Small Home Design out of Asbury, Virginia, and Traverse City, Michigan, Westgate Exotic Cars and Rentals out of Glendale, Arizona, and Shipping Success with West Tinkersley out of Boise, Idaho. If you own a business and you want to be a business supporter, go over to the Patreon, sign up. Not only are you supporting this effort and you get your name blasted to the people who listen from around the world, but that's also a marketing expense that you get to write off. Otherwise, you can join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month and access to, get access to bonus audio as well as show swag. You know, there's a 12-minute clip with Cody Walker that's super interesting. I think the Patreons would agree with that. I think Mark Stoneman, Catherine Cox, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, Bo Junghouse, Kamina, Andrew Bunkley. You email the show, heartpocketpodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at jfinning. Join the Heartpocket Violations Facebook group and say hi. I can't grow like you the world how great this show is. So let's do this. Let's put this thing together. Talk to you all next week. Shut up! <laughs> A beater.